0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman don't reflect the views of GAU Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a GAU Media station.
1: Sports, 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 sports. So they just
2: sit there and talk about sports?
0: Yeah,
3: and PEDs because your Texans are
0: really good at that. Hey, let's do it. It's a Tuesday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. This is The Blitz on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 925. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman.
3: And The Blitz is on for a Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, The Falcon, AJ Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, The Voldemort. Do you want to get in today? 713 780 ESPN's your number. 713-780-3776 can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page find the Blitz, click like, send a message Aaron likes it or read it there's Twitter at Fred Bauer F-A-O-U-R at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz at Degenerates975 you can also text the show, you know the number for that or you can get on uh, Twitch, ESPN twitch.tv slash ESPN975 we're not a fanboy, says too loud and too much energy Fred, I enjoyed that uh, I, I enjoyed Josh's show today I usually enjoy Josh's show Uh, It's a Tuesday. Usually you guys are in a bad mood. Don't bring it today. We're going to have some fun. It's a beautiful day outside. You know, another Texans player. Test positive. Nobody knows where. uh,
1: Test positive for steroids. uh, Peds. Peds. Not not for the Rony, Right. Let's not act like, oh, poor Texans. Uh, You
3: know, I guess you have to. Everything has to have a caveat now. Yes. He tested positive for the ronie. No, he tested positive for uh, PEDs. So there goes your best cornerback for the rest of the year and week one next year
1: best cornerback uh, I, I, I mean he is
3: he's the best cornerback they have
1: yeah it, th- this is the honestly this is where it's it's kind of good thing that the texans sucked early in the season because imagine if they were like playing for something right now and this happened it's, yeah everybody would be up in arms i mean luckily the season's over and everyone yeah. knows it, the season's it, over so everybody just, like, just meets it with a mm, eh, eh, oh, whatever eh, whatever whatever uh so that's the positive right the positive is the Texans sucked enough early this season that it doesn't really matter if Will Fuller and Bradley Roby are gone for the year who cares right bye
3: and and uh, we talked about yesterday with Will Fuller I think this will be good for the Texans if they actually want to keep the guy he's gonna be cheaper now yeah and I don't I don't think anybody's gonna go pay a bunch of money in free agency for him I
1: mean do you do you want to keep him now though
3: I never wanted to keep him. Let's, let's be I, I don't
1: either, but I mean if you're the Texans and you say man, this guy could never stay healthy and then
3: he has a, he's having a career year. Yeah,
1: first time first time in his whole career he's he's healthy. Oh. But that's ironic, isn't it? That the first time in his career he was able to stay healthy all season? Mm. He he pissed hot for PEDs. Oh is there correlation I, I don't know uh i feel like they may notice that they that may come up in the meetings when they like when his agent says well here's the number we're looking to reach and the tech can say that's what we would pay your client if we thought we could get 16 games out see, of him.
3: minus 1 game minus 2 minus 3 uh here's our offer he
1: missed <laughs> zero games due to injury in 2020 my friends yeah. well that's where we're having a bit of a problem <laughs> Or maybe Will well, Fuller will do what uh, Laramie Tunsel did and say, "I don't have an agent. Yeah. I want all the money." <laughs> well, hopefully,
3: now that we're in the post uh, Bill O'Brien era, they won't just give it to him <laughs> yeah. and say, "Hey, we're going to overpay for you, even though you tested positive and you've never been healthy in your career."
1: Well, so that's a Texans thing to do. We'll see if it. Uh, yeah. if, if they keep doing well, it, well,
3: this is a new world order. It say. is. It we is. hope. We, we hope. Who we, knows?
1: We. I don't even <laughs> want to say we think. Because I'm still not. I I wouldn't say that I'm even like over 50% that anything's changed. As long as
3: Jesus Easterby is still there. That's right. Who knows? So uh,
1: it's it's kind of interesting to me
3: that now that everybody's betting on sports, how everyone freaks out over bad beats.
1: What I told everybody here yesterday, play the under.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you did. Uh, And
1: guess what? That that two-point conversion didn't affect whatsoever. Exactly. wasn't even close. Well, no, I wasn't even sweating. Yeah. Now, of course, neither were Seahawk minus six and a half folks. Uh. But I, all this really does is is let you know that coaches know what the point spread is, and I, you know, I'm not saying coaches are betting on those point spreads, but if you're a coach and you're not having the greatest season and your seats getting a little warm and The fans are all calling into their talk radio shows saying, man, you need to fire his ass. I guess they talk a little bit different in Philly. Uh, Josh can do a better Philly accent than I. (laughs) But I imagine that that he gets calls pretty much weekly during a season like this saying, get this bum out of here. Maybe, just maybe, there's one diehard Eagles fan who was able to pay his, his mortgage this month based on that decision. And if if that's the case, that's one less person that's going to be calling in and and calling for his job.
3: It's also one less person who should be betting on football cuz he was not on the right end of he that thing. He was not on the right,
1: but listen But hey, that happens. Listen, Fred, <laughs> as the I I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in the entire universe who was on the right side of the Fail Mary uh Packers Seahawks uh debacle and I, I I was like, "Oh yeah, he totally had that." Like, yeah, I mean, it was I, uh, no, never ended up. While everybody else was bitching about, it, I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" That was totally legit. Uh, so, it, listen, you you can be you don't always have to be on the right side to make money. I'll, I'll say that. But the right side last night was obviously the under. Yeah. And oh yeah. Anything else was just stupid. You yeah. either got lucky or or you lost. So I, and can me? I I just, I cruise to a victory. That's yeah, all. And, I'm saying. and there's
3: and didn't have to sweat any of it. it's kind of right. like it's kind of like the guy was bitching about the Pat Mahomes kneel down you factor those things in and you know what i mean the eagles were so awful on offense in the first especially in the first half when they had fewer yards than the broncos Dude, now, it was like
1: 10 minutes left in the second quarter my bro i was sitting there with my brother drinking beer and the stat came up total yard, total yards for the eagles 4 <laughs> what <laughs> Four, like as in just a one number four. Yep, four yards. That's that's right. in the second quarter of a football match. match. That's terrible. Yeah, they're they're a they're a really really poor offense. Well, and, and you know I've kind of
3: resisted the boy Carson Wentz just can't play football anymore. Carson Wentz just can't play football. He's not accurate. He makes bad decisions, and they, and something's it, happened to him. Certainly, I give uh, give them credit last night because ESPN kept pointing out. Okay, here's the read. He should have gone to wide open. Probably would have missed him anyway. Yeah, and so, oh, that would, that would have been a big game. It's like, well, I don't know because he's missing these guys by a bunch. And yeah, they got some, yeah, they got some garbage points late, and that happens in the NFL a lot. So I mean, for everybody who was kind of whining about that, and you know who benefited, Vegas because yep. everybody was on the Seahawks last night, and I think, uh, you know, I, I I was with you. I went on the under, and all good. So you going to have a fun show today, man. Um, I have a an audio clip of something that I want to play later in the show that I was so excited about I sent Aaron earlier. But our buddy Kenneth Copeland. Yeah. Set the to metal. heavy metal. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. <laughs> that is about as good as it
1: gets. Yeah, I got, I got some giggles out of that old boy. Yeah,
3: so we'll uh, we'll have that for you, and then we'll uh,
1: have a bunch of good stuff
3: to get to. And I, and I want to kind of revisit, because I, I think we, we hit on UT yesterday a little bit, but I want to dig into that a little bit more, because... I, I, I and maybe next segment because I know you you've been around that program a lot and I I just have a question that I I cuz I really don't understand now they've got players opting out by the way
1: yeah like, and, and key guys yeah like and team captains
3: and let's not a great look and of course uh, now the rumors are that uh, urban meyer's wife is looking for a place in austin god i've heard that rumor nine million times every remember nick saban's wife looking for a place in austin
1: should have bought 15 20 years ago now's a horrible time to buy there yeah i well, saying <laughs> as someone who's been uh, really close to austin real estate the last Twelve months, although a terrible I mean, time to buy.
2: The Myers got the kind of money they can buy the place right next to Joe Rogan. That's true. Yeah. I mean, his place is fourteen million dollars. They can afford that. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that
1: but that place would have been probably four million dollars. Oh, probably 10 years ago.
3: <laughs> now the whole world's moving to Texas now. Yeah. So why why not them? And, and yeah, but I, I love how stuff like that gets going on message boards. Like, oh man, look at this! Look at this! Okay, that that's like um, oh, I saw so and so at the airport. I think the Rockets are going to make a deal. It's
1: like,
2: well, you do realize. I mean, let's
1: just leave it at. I love message boards. <laughs> yeah, I guess
2: so. <laughs> Trevor well, Bauer took a selfie in front of Minute Maid Park. What does this mean? Yeah. you
1: know, one time there was a message board when Kendall Bryles or, or when Art Bryles was allowing rape to go on at his university uh, in in Waco, Texas. That the uh, the Baylor uh, and I was, I feel like I was pretty early to the party on the.
3: You were one of the first people. Art Riles that, is
1: a terrible person. Yeah, He's got to be fired. You
3: were one of the first people to do that. And I, and I, I admit, I, it took me a little longer because you well, know, I'd, I'd gotten to know the guy a little bit and I couldn't believe it.
1: Well, here's the thing, though, Fred. Once you worked with me, it didn't really matter that, that you were slow to get on board because Baylor message board guy lumped you in with me immediately right. and said, If I saw Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman on the side of the road on fire, I would not stop to piss on them. And that lets you know what message board guy really is. That's and that's a message board guy at a Jesus school. Yeah, I mean, imagine like one of these uh, one of these regular old you know non Jesus schools. What imagine secular what one of these board these heathen schools? Is. Yeah, these heathen programs, Damn. like that liberty dibbity liberal Austin University of Texas. What do they think? <laughs>
3: Oh, God. Let's take a quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97 592 5.
0: This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz.
3: 713 780, ESP injury number. So, the, the UT question I wanted to ask you, and, and I'm I, I just curious because when I watch this team play, especially, like, I, I finally got caught up on some of the games that I missed uh, while I was out of town. They have more talent than Iowa State. Oh, yeah. And it's not close. And. They've got a quarterback who can play. Now, I think they put too much on him, and his mistakes are magnified. But it just seems like they either really struggle on offense at the wrong times or they really struggle on defense at the wrong times. They can't seem to put it together. Is that coaching or what? Because I I can't figure out why this – and they're very close. Well, they're very close to having at least one more loss, maybe two. But they're also pretty close to being undefeated. And it's just, it's hard to figure them out. And I'm kind of curious what you think the real issue
1: is. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of it is they're just not very well coached. And you can look up some some stats that will say, well, this is a good stat. Why, why don't they do this? Um, like the the success level of their offense when B. John Robinson is on the field versus when he's not. It, it's It's night and day. Yet he's only out there sometimes. Like they're they're unwilling to like make him a bigger part of of the offense. It, like get that guy the ball. Uh, it is, and then the other part of it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Texas last three games. Bijan Robinson, uh, explosive play every 5.8 touches, an explosive rush every 6.1 rushes, averaging 6.1 yards per carry, 11 and a half yards per reception. 6.7 yards per touch. That was the three weeks leading up to Iowa State. Yet they still only use him as like a gadget guy. It's very odd. And the Longhorns have a few guys Bijan Robinson, Jordan Whittington, J., uh, Jared Wiley. Like, get those guys out there all at the same time. And uh, my boy Rod Babers brought up this stat. In empty formation this season, Texas has allowed zero sacks. Zero. Statistically, it shows that when you're in a five-man protection, five-man protections give up less sacks. A lot of people think when you get a lot of pressure, you need to bring the box in and bring max protections, seven-man protections. Uh, but I think when you actually go five-man protection, you actually get the ball out faster. You limit what defenses can do. That's a quote last year from Joe Brady, <laughs> who seems to know what he's doing with yeah, this. I, and I, he, If you look at the offense for LSU last year, I mean, honestly, Clyde edwards was, he was often a, a receiver. Yeah, because they they had more success when there was an uh, uh, when they were in an empty formation.
3: Not to mention they had like four first round draft that picks receiver.
1: That helps, but yeah, Texas they just like th- when things work for them, it's almost like they. And this this is probably I, I don't know Tom Herman like I so that's that's why I can't say this, but like the the vibe I get from Tom Herman is he thinks he's smarter than everyone.
3: He's got a little O'Brien in him,
1: and if if he's if you say why aren't you doing this more, he's going to find a way to do it less because that's just the kind of dude he is. And I, I, I don't know; it's it's frustrating, uh, and I imagine it's it's got to be frustrating for these players who are now look just like no man, I'm out, and that's that's a bad look. Now it's starting to look like. It's one thing to say, okay, well, you're not having a great season. We didn't meet expectations. Now it's your team captains are opting out of the rest of the season. Why?
3: There's nothing to really play for exactly. at this point. Oh, but, and, but, and those are guys who have other futures. Other than your teammates. Right. But, yeah, I, I think it's, it's every man for himself in the Rona. I guess so. But that's uh, – yeah, I, I think the whole – the whole playing for your teammates thing goes back to guys sitting out bowl games, right? This is not really any different than that. Yeah. Like, why am I going to go risk my body here and my future when this is what we're going to get? And, you know, I, it's just, it, it's a hard watch for me because I look at that team and i like, man, they should be doing so much better than what they are. And so just, can we talk about how much Ellen has regressed this year. Other than the first game, he can't throw an accurate pass over 20 yards. I think in part they're asking him to do way too much, and yeah, I don't know that he's regressed that much. He's had, I do think he's so. He's had some pretty good games. He's the easy target. Yeah, he's, he's the quarterback. The,
1: he's the name brand guy on that team. Twenty three touchdowns and five picks ain't bad for no. anybody. He's he's doing just fine. He's just not being put in in situations to succeed. And you're, I mean, the first game was, and really, UTEP uh texas tech and tcu the first three games he just kind of had his way yeah uh and and since then it's been a little tougher but yeah i I, like if you watch that game against iowa state this weekend and you're like yeah sam was just a real problem I, i don't know what game you were watching like that was it was really one of sam's more efficient games all season uh sam played more than well enough to win they just didn't. They didn't do
3: it. No, they, and they, it came down to a lot of Anthony Lynn like decisions, like fake punts and things like that. That, like, okay. I mean, the, those cost you possessions, and, and but it shouldn't have been that close. I, it it shouldn't have come down to where you're getting beat on, you know, because you gave up a possession against Iowa State. It really right. shouldn't. And and that's no knock on Iowa State, which is a very well coached team. You got any action on the Stanford, North Carolina? I don't. Okay. I'm just curious. Uh but
1: I'm on uh I'm I'm on UC Riverside in Washington right now, but they're on Flow Sports. Oh dear. So I I don't have access to that at the office. Hmm.
2: I'm not sure I know anyone who has access to that. <laughs> like the progressive chick? No. Yeah, FLO oh.
1: Sports.
3: I, I've come around on her.
2: Yeah, I- is she calling the games too?
1: No. No, she doesn't call the games. It, 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 Flow Sports, honestly, it used, to be like a, uh, it's a, it used to be a place where you stream jujitsu mm. and kickboxing. And now it's turned into like they've got random college basketball games. So huh. there's been a couple times where I've uh, re-upped my subscription and then gotten rid of it immediately. <laughs> yeah. So that that happens sometimes. But uh, yeah, I haven't upped it for this season yet. I, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be back on Flow Sports in the next week or two is my guess. But I I, I would think
3: with so many you know cancellations and, and things like that most of your games would be available on real streaming services you would think so are you on that fubo uh
1: i think i do have
3: that yeah because I, I get almost everything on that yeah. sports wise that's a that's i, also, I have Fubo,
1: fubo espn plus i can't even keep up anymore i got a lot of stuff
3: um 346 says i was the nine percent that bet the eagles plus six and a half wild good on you man
1: good on you yeah so I mean, you again. You were wrong, but it worked out for
3: you. Well, that's what we always say: decisions, not outcomes. That's right. And in this case, it wasn't the the right decision, but it paid off. Good outcome, and, and that's okay. That, I I've, I've had a lot of those like that. I've also had a lot where I feel like I I still. It doesn't matter how much you tell me the Bucks covered against the, the Chiefs. I still feel like I was on the right side of that, and it just it didn't work out. That's okay. I mean, yep. It goes both ways.
1: Lol. If you think Sam is having a good year, uh, listen. Sam is not is there, now. Here's here's the thing. If you thought Sam was a Heisman candidate coming into this season, then yeah, he's which not. some people did think that, and, and I, I, I d- wasn't one. I of did them. not either. So, but there were people who thought that Sam was a legit Heisman candidate this year. He's not that. I, I think we can all look at what he's done and say, he, I mean, if his team were undefeated, he'd be in that conversation. Yeah, but they're not. So, if you thought that Sam Ellinger was a Heisman candidate then yes, this is a disappointing season. But in general, 23 touchdowns, passing, like eight or nine on the ground, he's having a good year. It's just the team's success isn't there. And he's not, you know, he's not thrown this team on his back and, and put up three 400-yard games in some of these things where you wish that he would have. It's, so, it's been some
3: inconsistency yep. at times, with especially with his accuracy. But, but it's not
1: like the, the Longhorns are losing because of Sam. I don't. No. I, I, I will not accept that.
2: I mean, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions so far this year. And that's, that's just passing. Yeah.
1: I like think he, yeah. he, he's eight or nine on the ground, too. I mean, he, the guy is a weapon. Uh, and and what are you going to do? You're going to throw some freshman out there? Like, you got a senior. I mean, Tom Herman's doing the right thing. It's, listen, this is my senior quarterback. This is the guy I got. I'm going to roll with him. I'll win or lose with him. And, you know, but at some point. Some of it's got to fall back on Tom.
3: Yeah, and and I, I don't know why it's you know Sam's become such an easy target other than just being the quarterback. I think when you when you look back, he's the best quarterback they've had since Colt McCoy for sure. Uh yeah. I mean, I, I and he's going to go down as one of the better quarterbacks at the program over the last thirty years. Yeah, and, and so I don't think he's the problem. I don't think they're better with somebody else. And that's why I'm kind of baffled because I just, I see so many things with this team that, and frankly I saw a lot of this in the last year of Herman at UH where there were certain games where, you know, if it was either the offense turns the ball over a whole bunch or the defense was just horrible uh, and they lost some games they shouldn't simply because, you know, they just weren't in sync. And I, I, I just can't figure it out because they, they have so much talent there. They, they, that's that's a team that should be better, and you know a lot of people say, well, it's 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 easy to to win at UT. It's like, well, I don't know that it is. I mean, I think it's a lot harder than people think because I don't think it's really every game matters. It's and not easy every loss anywhere. matters. No, it's not. It,
1: it, but once you're like Texas is one of these places that has unrealistic expectations that they should be in the national championship hunt every year, and if that's the expectation it just gets harder and harder to even to even come close to, to right. approaching that. Right. The other thing I'll say about Sam is, find me a game, and they've got three losses. They lost the Iowa State game. They lost the Oklahoma game. They lost a the TCU game. Find me the game of those games that you say the reason they lost is Sam Ellinger.
3: Well, two of them, the running back, couldn't hold on to the football in key situations, a TCU game. And, and
1: not only that, the Texas Tech game, which should have been a loss, there 's only one reason that it 's not a loss and it 's Sam Ellinger uh, the Oklahoma game, which went to what what four overtimes
3: yeah,
1: uh, probably had something to do with Sam Ellinger r- rushing for over a hundred yards and running four touchdowns in I, I mean this is a th- this dude is, has carried this team there's just it 's only so much one guy can do
3: and Robert says Herman's teams are a reflection of his up and down emotional roller coaster style. I think there's something to that. That was my oh, one one concern when he went there.
1: He's very Mike Tomlin ish.
3: Yeah, he's very very much. He gets so emotional over things, and you know that that can backfire, especially in close games.
1: He fires his team up when they're supposed to be when they're when they're underdogs. He says they're disrespecting us. They don't think you can. And then when his team's a favorite, they usually show up and and. Lay, a, lay an egg. But e-
3: even if you're an underdog in the line, if you've got that horn on your helmet, you're always getting their best shot. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is.
1: All right, let me tell you guys about TGS Insurance. If you are looking for a way to save yourself some money here in 2020, TGS a great place to start because, yeah, I mean, let's face it, you don't know what you're paying for for your homeowner's insurance. I sure didn't. So I did, what I did was text the word money to 232323. They asked for my address. I sent it back, and in 15 seconds they sent me a firm, quote, Excellent coverage, so excellent in fact that when I compared it to what I was paying, I saved over I saved over a thousand dollars, and the average customer saving nearly nine hundred dollars. Graham down the hall saved twenty six hundred dollars. You could save a ton of money, and it, it's for something that you don't even like. You, you know, it's not like it's your cable bill and you're losing channels or something. You don't even realize that this is there. You just know you've got to pay it, so you do it. Why not pay less? Text a word, money to 23 23, 23. Uh, TGS will take care of the back end. They'll get you refunded on your old policy and you can start saving money right now. Text the word money to 23,
0: 23, 23 for TGS insurance. When it comes to sports betting, SportsMapBets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single-game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more, SportsMapBets has all the info you need to make the best play. SportsMapBets.com. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
3: And we're back on The Blitz. Hey, Soccer Matters tonight. Guess, guess who the uh, guest is going to be? The uh, Clint Sterner. Uh, no, but I would say more famous than Clint Sterner. Y- you won't know his name. Ooh. But you'll know him from his calls. The guy who does the uh
1: GOAL. What? No, An- no, 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 no. Yeah. That guy?
3: Andres Cantor will be Damn uh his featured Glenn. guest. Glenn's killing it with that.
1: Uh you guys were saying that uh Clint Stern or Arkansas Milk is out today. And uh I thought we'd we'd give him a call and see, you know, uh why he's out. Uh Aaron, do we have Clint on the line?
2: Yeah, hold on. Let me patch them through. Okay.
3: The, here's,
1: hmm. how, here's how I'm going to be Clint on the phone. I'm going to put the paper in front of. Okay, phone, okay. Phone, okay. Phone.
3: So you interview me. Okay. So, uh, wow, why, why taking a day off in the middle of, especially a week after a Texans win?
1: Hey, Bubba, uh, I'm I'm real excited about them Texans, man. I got to tell you, but uh, hey, there was some stuff happened over the weekend that I just can't stand for, Bubba. I, you know, I don't know if you were uh, on Thanksgiving. I, I heard you were out in the in the middle of nowhere, out a little past Baytown, past my part of the woods. You know what I'm saying. Me and you, a couple country boys, Freddie. Uh, but, I, hey, man, I was watching television. I was watching the old boob tube, and guess what I saw? I saw them Dallas Cowboys getting hammered on by the Washington footballers. And I was like, man, I, I can't stand for this. I, you got too much pride when you had that star on your helmet. So I said, Bubba, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to get him fired up so they'll be back next weekend. And then guess what happened on Sunday, Fred? Guess, guess what happened? I got a phone call from the Denver Broncos. They said, Clint, hey, they said, what they, Dirty Red, they called me. They said, hey, Dirty Red, John Elway called me himself, Bubba. And he said, I remember when you were the starting quarterback, for the Dallas Cowboys, man. And I remember Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman called me and he said, John, I'm real worried about my job, Bubba. I'm worried about that job security. because This this kid, Dirty Red, Clint Sterner, he showed up. He's the Baytown badass, Bubba. You can tell he's been on that Arkansas milk and he's ready to take my damn job starting quarterback of America's team. And John said, don't worry, Bub. Don't worry. And you know Troy, Troy had a pretty good career, but I was right there with him, if you know what I'm saying. And Johnny, here's what here's the the story goes. Johnny said, "Hey man, we got some problems with the Corona. and I said, "Bubba, you cut you came to the right place." However, I can't do it, man. I as someone who played for America's team, I can't play for that hippity dippity, pot smokingy Denver, Colorado, Rocky Mountain high team. So, I said, I love you, Johnny, but I, I'm going to have to pass, Bubba. I'm America's quarterback.
3: Yeah, but could you have done better than one for nine?
1: I Damn I could do better than that in my sleep. One time, hey, hey, man, y'all, ain't, y'all probably ain't going to remember this. There was one time I was in an SEC game, and we, we was, I'm not going to tell you who we was playing, but I threw for 750 yards and six touchdowns. You believe me? In how many games? One game. I'm going to tell you the opponent. It was Alabama. I don't like to brag, but you can Google it. You can Google it if you want. I'm not going to tell you when it was. It was in the 60s. But uh, it, 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 it was. it's hard to find footage on. I'll tell you. They had the black and white cameras.
3: Wasn't there some kind of fumble, though? Nah, like hey, the-
1: man. Hey, <laughs> Bubba. We, that's disrespectful, Bubba. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. So sorry. We uh, we, I, I, I know we've got some new listeners today since uh, since Clint is gone, and they've got their they've got their digital guy filling in for him. So uh, that's actually my next move. When next time I'm out, I'm gonna have Brandon come fill in. So I hope he's ready. I hope he's ready.
3: Um, I hope you're ready. Just from what I've heard, Brandon would probably do a better job. Oh, like, you heard eh, some today? Eh, I listened a little bit. I, was I just, just had people curious. texting me
1: about it. Yeah,
3: I was just curious.
1: Did you know Clint what? is his nickname?
3: Dirty Red's his real name.
1: I thought it was... Clinton is his real name. Yeah, I thought it was Baytown Badass was his real name. No, that's, a nick- that's what we call a moniker. Right? Oh, okay. Clinton is his nickname? Clinton For Jacob Sterner. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people who, who go by Clint are Clintons. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of actual. I've never heard just of a Clint. person
2: named actually Clinton. Yeah, what about Bill? That's the well, last name. And
1: it's funny, but like Fred is an exception to the rule.
2: Usually, when you're
1: real country, like they'll they'll give you a shortened name as your name. Like most people named Fred are Fredericks, but Fred is not. You're just a Fred. I'm just a Fred. Just my a plain
3: old Fred, uh, like a dog.
1: My middle name is Joe, not Joseph. It's Joe. I, I mean, that's that's what country folk do. I know plenty of Joes. Yeah, like, are their name is Joe? Yeah. That's surprising to me. I don't know very many. Almost everybody I know is a Joseph. And they just shorten yes, it to Joe.
3: Because, yes, Joseph also has some biblical stuff here. So in yeah. the South,
1: you're going to get a lot of Josephs. But Joe is not in the Bible. Uh, no. Joe is from a Jimi Hendrix song. What about Jose? It, well, that's biblical also okay okay i
3: thought so como se dice jose in latin i don't know i don't know but yeah well i i don't know man i think uh well half of my family was extremely country but but i was named after my dad who wasn't so i don't know but uh Wade said he went to school with Clint Cerner, and he's peeing himself laughing. I think you need to drop a few more mans in there, because, like, apparently now man is every other word for him.
1: El Frodo said, it's not funny. I should have gone to the bathroom instead of talking through the paper. Twitch is ruining my radio bits now. (laughs) Come on.
3: Uh, That wasn't entertaining for you to... For you guys to see that, him talk through the paper
2: that's the benefit <laughs> of y'all seeing us is that you have to play along with the bit for people who can't yeah yeah that yeah how about you don't you're now part of the show
1: how, you, how about you don't call me out on that elf frodo <laughs> thanks a lot bubba man
3: <laughs> oh boy 713-780-ESPN is your number 713-780-3776 so i, I want to get i i, I want to get the opinion of i know we have a lot of MMA guys who listen to the show because of you, and I know you're serious about it. And I don't want to offend anybody because I know they take it very seriously. About what? About MMA. Oh. Because I, this really wasn't an MMA fight. But did you see the thing in Russia? It's
1: about the, the giant fat the, the guy. The
3: 529-pound man, Grigory Chistakov fighting a 139-pound female. Yeah. And the female beat his butt. Yeah. And I, I you know, to me... I don't consider that MMA. They can call it that. It it's, was it was a circus. But I love circuses. And I kind of feel bad about it because I feel like it's disrespectful to people who actually do MMA. But at the same time I'm like, Oh, I love this. This guy and, and, I mean, the video's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, he and five hundred and twenty nine
1: pounds, he looks a lot more than that. I mean, it's <laughs> tough to get to five twenty nine. You gotta work for that. Yeah.
3: And yeah, I'm surprised he didn't die of a heart attack in five minutes. But yeah, if you uh, if, if you're looking for something fun on on uh, YouTube, this uh, Russian MMA. So, Yo know, Adrian says I think your Twitter handle should be Frederico Fauer. Sounds freaking awesome. Frederico is kind of a nickname that I've had in the past. I've had a bunch of nicknames, but I've been called Frederico.
2: We need to pull up the Wikipedia. No, and go we don't them need to. Again,
3: we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that because people people keep adding them, and most of them are just not even existent. But that's all right. That's what people do. That's okay. I mean, that's uh, that's part of the deal. Is you guys are supposed to make fun of me. Weekend said, "Holy crap! This is not what I expected you guys to look like." What did you expect? AJ's bald, and I'm old.
1: And, I don't, yeah. What were you expecting?
3: Yeah. Um, that's a great question, Bubba. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't. You know, I pretty much cover up most of my face while I'm on Twitch, anyway. You used to almost be bald, but you're not anymore. No, thanks, to my man, Doctor Linville. There you go. And uh, guys, if you have, uh, if your hair is going away, and especially if you're younger and you saying, hey, man, I need to get something, I need to get something done here, and you start looking at all this stuff, and that's what I did. I started shopping around for something and trying to figure out, hey, do I, do I want to do this, or do I just want to shave it and go bald? And I had decided on the latter, and then I met Doctor Linville. And he told me about how the process worked. he said, no, I'm just going to take hair that's already yours. It's hair off the back of your head. I'm going to use the neograph procedure. I'm going to put it in the front, redraw your hairline. Boom, it's your own hair. And I'm like, wow, does that really work? He goes, well, look at my hair. And his hair looked great because he had it done as well. So if you want to change your life, go to 975hair.com. You can set up your consultation. It's free. Just talk to him. Just find out what he has to say. And uh, he just wants to help people. He wants to help guys who are, who are going bald doesn't you don't have to go bald you can have hair and i'm telling you it's made such a difference for me it will make a difference for you 975 hair.com is the place to go to set up your consultation get your hair back today 975 hair.com you never know what i've grown
0: on ESPN 975. I don't know how I can explain that in a cooler and
1: more doper fashion.
0: You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz.
3: 713-780-ESPN if you want to get in. Robert says, does uh, Jim Harbaugh go back to the NFL or give college another try? Um, I-, I wonder if the-, the bloom is off that.
1: I think the only the only thing he can do, I think, is go back to the NFL because there he can say, well, here all I've got to do is coach. The problem came – like, things really started to go downhill when, when I had to recruit. And blame it on that part of the game. You can go and, hey, no problem. I can still coach. Just didn't have the right groceries.
3: Yeah, I wonder if <sighs> – one of the things that, when you look back on, when he was with the Forty ers boy, he had some good assistant coaches. He had Greg Roman, he had Vic Fangio, guys like that. I wonder how much of it was those guys.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's it probably some of it, but uh, I it's I think risky. I mean, I think hiring would be risky. It, yeah, it's,
3: it's 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 not a slam dunk. Like he he would have been a slam dunk two years ago to go back to the NFL and somebody. Yeah, he would be, have his pick of jobs. I don't know if he's going to have that anymore. It, it might be, well, maybe the Jets will take you. Maybe. But, I I mean, I think it's a good question. And, I mean, hell, they lost to Penn State. So. Yep. Well, it says he sits out a year, lets everything play out, and picks his best place for success. Yeah, I do think he's a guy who, if he sits out a year, will probably, his stock will probably start bouncing yeah. back a little bit. work for Urban Meyer. Yeah. And... Uh, although Meyer wasn't a, a success thing. No. You know, it was a.
1: Alleged- is he, is, he's a scumbag. Yeah. Well, allegedly.
3: Allegedly. Of course. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think uh, I, I'll be interested to see what happens with him. I'm I'm curious, too, because I think. Like, I'm wondering when Bill O'Brien gets a job again. Because, again, I think if he sits out a year or 2 he he'll be like, you know, God, those four division titles. Ah. <sighs>
1: you know what i hope someone does it i just oh i do too just hope it ain't here and and i
3: I hope it's it's someplace that we get to make fun of i hope it's new england
1: that'd be perfect yeah when belichick leaves i I hope they hire bill o'brien
3: well i'm pretty sure josh mcdaniels is going to be the guy there i assume that's why he spurned the colts
1: all right fine but then i hope it's jacksonville that hires him no i
3: don't want to be i like
1: jacksonville the Bears might need a coach. You only like them because their coach looks like you. What if they fire that coach? No, I
3: also like them because their uh, their owner's one of my people, sort wow, of. Okay, he's brown, so you know.
1: All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I I guess that means I like the other 31 NFL teams. <laughs> I so. know that's because you're <laughs> I'm one you're a colonist. People. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I've always kind of like, kind of like Jacksonville for a few reasons, and. You know, they they drafted my favorite cornerback. Of course, then they traded him. But, you know, that's... And then they also drafted Blake Bortles, who I couldn't stand. It didn't work out either. But, uh, but no, I wanted to be... And then they hired
1: that guy that looks like Jeffrey Jones to coach them.
3: Doesn't that look like Jeffrey Jones. He's a handsome man. <laughs> Do not
1: disrespect him. I, uh...
3: Oh, you know who I'd like to see it happen to? The Jets.
1: No, don't <laughs> wish that on them. They've had enough. Uh... They've had enough. Stop the fight. <laughs> Stop the count! Stop the count!
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, seven one three seven eight zero. ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. By the way, what what? Speaking of your your Longhorns, what what the hell's going on with Shaka Smart's hair?
1: I don't know. I kind of like it though. It's working for them. They got <laughs> another big win today. They were underdogs too. I had them plus one and a half, and they mollywhopped Indiana uh 6644 was the final so i'm telling you that team they returned basically everybody from last year and they added a top 5 recruit in the country they look pretty good and it's early yet right they're 3 and 0 but they can play and i i i think that team's got something so maybe and what it is is it's a kind of a cautionary tale because if they do end up being good this year People will forget that all last year they were calling for Shaka Smart's job, just like they're calling for Tom Herman's job right now. Uh, and sometimes you wait that little bit, you wait just a little bit longer and you find what you're looking for. So, and it looks like maybe Texas was smart to stick, uh, to keep him around.
3: Somebody asks, is there any coach in the NFL that you would replace with Bill O'Brien and say that they would be better off? Adam Gase. I think that one's fair. I don't know. Uh, O'Brien at least won some games. Not this year. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think Adam Gase is the worst coach in the NFL. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I think there's plenty of of bad coaches, and I don't think Bill O'Brien's the worst of them. I do think Bill O'Brien was the worst GM maybe in the history of football. Yeah. I honestly think Jerry Jones' son is a better GM than than Bill O'Brien. I, I think Jerry Jones himself is a better GM than Bill O'Brien.
3: Well, if you said he's the worst in history, then I think anybody you list is going to be a better GM. Yeah. And I'll keep going, though, if you want me. No, to. You, you don't have to. All, all you have to do is say, <laughs> not only are the 31 guys who are employed right now, but about 15 guys who aren't employed mm-hmm. are better GMs. I, I, I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, somebody said, uh ooh, Bill O'Brien to the Lions. Poor Lions fan. D- I don't wish that on them. They don't them. need
1: that. They've had enough, too. <laughs> They're like the Jets. Stop the, stop the count.
3: Mm-hmm. When is the appropriate time to sleep with someone after being in a relationship for two years? Two uh, years? Ooh,
1: well, depends so, on. Okay, so wait he he's out of a relationship that he was in for two years. Uh, I get,
3: yeah, okay, I guess that's what it is. Not, uh, yeah. So now he's. Yeah, saying my how first long- thought is, oh, they've been together for two years and they haven't
1: started having relations. How long after that? I think it depend. I mean, if you don't have kids, I think it's like pretty much. It's kind of fair game to start, I'd say, like, a couple weeks. A couple weeks if your ex isn't going to find out, a month if she is, if there's any chance she will. How about that?
3: Well, I would would just throw out there that same thing I tell anybody. If it was a serious relationship, you know, as far as just hooking up, that's whenever you want to do that. Just don't get involved with somebody for at least a year. Yeah. Because... That there's always, I mean, the whole rebound thing is, is, re, is real. Trust me been there many times. It, it's you always, you, you think, oh man, this person is so much different than the last one. This is so great. And then you get about six months in and you're like, you know what? This, this one's a bigger nut ball than the last one. What the hell have I gotten myself into?
1: And here's the problem. And this is what happens to dudes. They've, they're in relationships for a long time and then they get out of them and they think I'm never going to get back into a relationship, but they realize how comfortable it is. And they instantly go hunting for that comfort. So if you let yourself just go bang it out with some chick that you just met, you're going to end up going on a second date or a third date. Honestly, the best thing to do after a two-year relationship is pay for sex. I think that's that really what it boils down to, right?
3: It's not the worst idea <laughs> in the that's world. That's the
1: best move. That way you'll never see her again. Bing, bang, boom. There you go. There's, and there's life advice from AJ.
3: Crystal says it's fair game day one, and... Damn, Crystal, you a hoe. The the weekend says, who cares if the ex finds out? I I agree. Crystal's
1: pounding those pink payloads. That's why. She don't care. She's like, whatever, let's get it on.
3: Ugh. Said it was serious, and I found out my ex had a one-night stand a couple weeks ago. Okay.
1: Oh, if she cheated on you, it's... You're allowed to... You you can do whatever you want. Yeah, whenever. Yeah, and she can find out. That doesn't matter. Yeah.
2: Yeah, or if she did it, like, right after the breakup, like, if you'd broken up by that point time, time... Whoever does it first, the other one's fair game. Yep. There's no rules after that.
3: Yeah, if you do that to me, then you know. I, in fact, I mean, to me, she bang one of her friends.
1: Yeah, you've probably met one over the. the yeah, you know, that probably likes you. Over the last two years. Yeah, and you can just you can cry in front of her and tell her how heartbroken you are. Yeah, that'll get you there, bud.
2: You say that you say that uh, you can't believe she went out and did that so soon after the breakup because she thought you know. No, she did it, she did while, it while they were while together. They were dating. Yeah. Did he say that she specifically cheated? Because the way I, the way you read it, Fred, I thought the way he was saying is that she already went on had a one night stand. So he was going. to do it.
3: Okay, I. I, I could be wrong. If, yeah, it may be that. Either way, you're you're fair. It's fair. Who cares? Who cares what she does at this point? But if she you just, did it
2: right after the breakup, that's when you go to her hot friend and go, "I can't yeah. believe this. I oh, thought we yeah. had something special. I thought it would take her longer than that just to jump in the sack with some other guy." Then j- there's your in. Mm.
3: Uh. But yeah. But as far as getting serious about somebody else, give yourself a year. And actually, that's still this. Okay. Again, finding small positives in the Ronaverse. It's probably not the best time to be, you know, dating anybody seriously anyway. Right now. So um that'll that'll help you along but yeah it's it, it really is a year and once that's up then it, because a lot of people want to a lot of people want to get involved right <laughs> robert says fred gives better dating advice and aj has been divorced four times guys i'm like knish in rounders i've always said this i'm giving you a playbook based on the bad beats of my life
1: how do you know my advice is bad
3: all your advice is bad let's be honest you were trying to get homeless people to be ICU nurses. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.
0: Some stranger holds it tight. And I know I'll do something stupid. And she'll have something mean to say. And I've already done my breaking down today. ESPN 97.5. Please have. Please